Welcome to A Social Disease, a podcast for recapping and relating to Degrassi The Next Class. I'm your host, Jesse Mack. And I'm Carly Jo Gear, also a host. This show is not for kids, as we have frank discussions about sex, drugs, and violence. Listener discretion advised. Hey, everyone. Hello. Welcome back. We took a brief week off because it was my birthday. Woo! Woo, 35. Holy shit. 35, still alive. I, I thought it was all right because, like, it's the start to a new season. Take a week and then get back I into mean, it. I mean, it didn't so. take seven months, so we're doing great. There we go. It'll just take me seven months to edit it. That's all. Yeah, right. There we go. <laughs> That seems to be where we're coming into trouble is me editing on time. Oh, yeah. Whoopsies. <laughs> I suck at it. So so far, I mean, we, me and Johnny got sushi at this Japanese restaurant in Keene, New Hampshire. Oh, y'all went all the way to Keene? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not that far. It's like 30 minutes. Yeah, 30-ish yeah. minutes. Because it's like the best sushi around. So you're saying, what was it? What, what's the restaurant? Tokyo Express. Oh, okay. I think I've eaten there. I'm sure I'm like, has Bethany? We must have. Because I've been eating sushi for like, you know, I got it occasionally since COVID hit and like, it's not been good. Oh, in in Brattleboro? Yeah. I've like been eating it like, this isn't good. And I thought I lost my taste for sushi. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the best sushi restaurant in the area for my birthday. Mm. And if the sushi's bad, I guess I don't like sushi anymore. Was it good? It was good. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> so I guess it's just Brattleboro restaurants are going down the shitter. <laughs> you know, I guess I wouldn't consider Brattleboro, Vermont, like the sushi capital of America, but no, I actually had sushi for lunch today too, weirdly. But I mean, no, normally, normally the sushi's pretty good around here. I don't know what the hell is going on. Disappointing. But so yeah, we, we got some sushi. We actually ate in the restaurant, which I was like nervous about, but there was only one other group in there. Okay. However, the group was, well, one guy in the group was loud as fuck. Mm. He was screaming. About what? Just, that's how he was talking. Everything he said, he was screaming. Like, he was just so loud. And, like, everyone in his group was talking at normal volumes. And Mm. he was just talking so loud. To the point where a couple times he literally stood up. To talk louder. Because, wow, okay. What the fuck, dude? Like, you're in this tiny little restaurant. Nobody's talking, like, loud. You know, you don't have to yell over anybody. Why are you so loud? So I was getting real pissed. Like, we sat down and immediately I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I can do this. If this guy's going to be this loud the whole time, I don't know if I can handle that. Right. And I'm sitting there getting pissed and more and more pissed. And I'm like fuck, what do we do? But then like he actually settled down a little bit and they left and I was like, thank God, because he was about to ruin my damn birthday. Good Lord. (laughs) Yeah. He was so fucking loud and lame too. Like the things he was saying, uh, what did he say? Did he seem drunk? (sighs) Maybe a little, but nobody with him seemed, he just was oddly Mm. obnoxious and we're like, what the hell is this guy's deal? But he said something like, I think he said something like, my dad's body is a circus because he's a clown. Wow. We're like, we're like, what? He's just saying weird shit. We're like, what is going on? Well, if I lived in New Hampshire, I probably would have been in a six months relationship with him because <laughs> he sounds awful. But so yeah, did that. And then on Saturday, we're going swimming. So, you know, that's my birthday. That's my COVID birthday. Uh, <laughs> that's my birthday. <laughs> 
Well, I'm sure that by the time we get to my birthday in November, we'll be locked down once again. Yeah. I feel like generally in the <sighs> around August time, I usually like try to get my, my flights home and stuff for mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and Christmas. And this year I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, so. Do you think you'll like come home and just drive or you think you won't even come home? I don't know. I, I, don't, I honestly don't know. <laughs> mm. Ideally, I'd like to go home, but. I mean, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd drive home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Just because that would be like a lot for like a small amount of time. But like maybe I would drive home for Christmas. I don't know. Okay. And like stay, stay a little while type thing. Stay for like a couple weeks or something. Yeah. But again, it's all going to depend on like, you know, New England might want not, might not want my kind around there. <laughs> right. At that times they might be like, no ma'am. You come from a different state. I mean, if I see if I see Chicago plates, I'm gonna egg your car. So that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> She's not from around these parts. She pays sales tax. Get her. But my friends and I, we put in an offer on a three flat. Oh yeah. I don't know if we're gonna get it or not. We shall see. The people who own it. I think they're being a little bit greedy if I am being real. Yeah. Um, because they bought this this building less than a year ago for four eighty five. And they are trying to sell it for six ninety nine. Oh my god. And yeah, in so this less economy? E- in this economy. <laughs> and so we did not offer that or anywhere near that. And yeah. basically our realtor is like, it's not worth that. No. Don't don't give in. Like you're gonna end up with a crazy mortgage payment because yeah. they're being ridiculous. Like, don't go over, you know, this price because it's the building is not worth it. They didn't like put a ton of work into it, right? Like, not that much work. No, yeah. they like, I think they bought new appliances Whoa. for everything. I know, right? <laughs> Which is like, what gonna be probably maybe $10,000. I mean, it's if, a three flat. Three Did they, yeah, they bought it for all of them. Yeah. I mean, when we bought, we moved into our house, we didn't have any appliances. So we bought a fridge, a stove, and a dryer because we had a washer. And how much did that cost? Like 2500 Okay, so let's say at max with taxes, they spent $5,000 per unit. Yeah. You're still looking at $15,000. That's so. not even close to what they're charging. Yeah, and they, I think they put it, they, they're saying that they like redid kitchens, but like they just put in some like, you know, what do you call it? The laminate flooring. Oh, yeah. And like painted some cabinets. So like. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they really, <laughs> they did a, they did some aesthetic work but they didn't like do anything major and so the fact that they're trying to sell it for over two hundred thousand dollars more than what they bought it for is really ridiculous <sighs> so i don't know we we have our offer and we're, we're pretty much just sitting on it being like well you can take it or leave it but right i mean do you know how the real estate market in chicago is right now like is it the, bad or good like is it a seller's market a buyer's market uh, i have no idea <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, what I will say is the neighborhood that it's in, the highest a building has been sold for in that area was like 560. Yeah. So they're really like acting as if as if that it's an affluent neighborhood and it's not. <sighs> yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't. And the thing of it is like they they'll sit there with it and wait for the right buyer because they bought it with fucking cash, so yeah. they're just making money off of it. So it's just one of those things where you're like, <sighs> okay, rich people. I hate rich you, people. 
Right. I'm like, okay, so you know, because the, the reason why we're trying to buy that building in particular is because my friends that I'm buying it with already live there. Okay. They already, and that's a, also why they know it's not fucking worth that and why they, they right. know how much work they've actually put into it. Oh, my God. And so it's just it's just very telling and interesting. But we we do all really like it. So it's like, you know, it, it checks like all my boxes. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things where it's like, you guys, you can't. You can't sell this for like a normal price to right. four first-time home buyers. It's taking <laughs> four fucking millennials to come together to buy this shit. Oh my God. And y'all are really like a nickeling diming because you're being greedy. So like I guess my, my question about what type of market is is like Oh yeah. Do houses go really fast? Or do they seem to stay on the market a while? I think apparently buildings like this, if the price is right, go very fast. Like if this, yeah. if this building was priced correctly, it would have been it would have been gone already. But like but because it's, the price is wrong, bitch. Exactly, and they, <laughs> but I think that's why they they put it at such a high price because they want the right buyer, Ugh. aka they want the buyer who's gonna give them big old buckaroonies. <laughs> And we don't really have, like, we, we have normal buckaroonies. Yeah. Not big old buckaroonies. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's insane. Like, what the hell, rich people? Fuck you. I know. That's like, <laughs> I'm just like, I, I'm just like, really? You're really going to mark it up that much? Because, like, our realtor tried to be like, so can you tell me why you're marked, like, tell us why you're marking it up? Like, mm-hmm. what is, the, what did you do to it to make it cost that much? And they didn't give him a straight answer as to why they marked it up so much. Oh they God. were basically just like, yeah, we're not accepting offers that, like, aren't closer to, like, the number we set because we bought it with cash and we're just making money off of it. So we don't need to sell it immediately. Ugh. The only reason why they're selling it is because the people who bought it were getting a divorce. Right. I mean, I guess, like... The, the thing about right now, you know, it depends city to city, you know, state to state, whatever. But like, I'm pretty sure the housing market is not in a good place right now because who can buy a house right now? Nobody has jobs. Like everybody got laid off. Right. People are unsure right, about right, their right, financial right. future. Right. Nobody's buying fucking houses. But I guess like if you, if you don't really care, then. No, that's the thing is I think it's, I think yeah. it's fucking rich people are mm-hmm. buying up houses because well, they yeah. can afford to buy up houses. Right. And then they're renting them out. So they're just making money hand or a fist and everybody who's renting can't fucking do anything about it fucking so, leeches <laughs> i know yeah so anyways we've looked at a couple other properties and um like online and so i think we're we're setting up viewings okay soon so because we're just kind of sitting with this offer and being like okay well if they're gonna be <sighs> i guess kind of dicks about it like guess we'll just go ahead and we'll take our money elsewhere yeah fuck people like that i mean that's what generally happens like Pretty sure, like, when the housing bubble burst forever ago, mm. all the rich people swooped in and bought a property and either rented because it they or were all sold cheap. it. Yeah, like, that's kind of how it goes. Like, recessions are great for rich people. Ugh. <laughs> no, that's, I hope, hopefully you guys find something, something decent. When you told me about it, I'm like, I don't know, like, how the logistics of owning with other people would work, but, like, it sounds like, given the type of real estate there is right. in, Chicago, in Chicago like that's the way you could own is yeah exactly and i i kind of view it as ideally what i'd like to be able to do is like hell if i if i own a portion of a building and could then therefore rent out my unit whenever i wanted to mm-hmm. like i could you know go travel and Airbnb my unit while I'm gone or I could move somewhere else and rent my apartment while I'm gone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I just, I just view it as like 
possibilities. Yeah. That like would just make my life so much more flexible. Mm -hmm. And like even I guess even how I feel about it is that like whatever we do end up buying because we will end like we've we've been approved for a loan. So we're like we're we will buy something. I kind of view it as like it'll be a good place for me to live until like the next phase of my life. Yeah. Whatever that may be. You know, whether I meet the man of my dreams <laughs> or, you know, decide I fucking want to move to Thailand. I don't, you know what I mean? Like whatever the fuck th- that brings, mm-hmm. if any other country will let us in ever again. But yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's definitely very exciting. We're just like, we're just kind of chilling. None of us are homeless right now or anything. Like we all have a place to, mm-hmm. you know, to sleep at night. So it's like none of us are feeling like, oh my god, we gotta find a place. We're kind of like, okay, we can we can be a little casual about this and find the right place. And yeah, do you have any good like programs out there? Like in so I got a ridiculously good program of first time home buyers where I didn't have to put any money money down. Oh, and I didn't have to put. I didn't have to like. Okay. So if you pay less than 20% of a down payment, you have to pay mortgage insurance. Okay. And you have to pay that for the life of the loan, which is insane. Like, it's, I understand up till 20%, right, but right, for right, the right, life right. of the loan, you yeah, have to pay mortgage silly. insurance. So, but this program that I did, it's only for first-time home buyers. was I actually have two loans. Mm-hmm. One of the loans was 20% of the mortgage. And that covers my down payment. Oh, so, so don't I don't have to, have do- to pay mortgage insurance. It's like an gotcha. amazing program here in Vermont. Like they actually, they really, wow. uh, they are really good with first time home buyers. So <laughs> I highly doubt we have that because I think if yeah. we did, somebody would have mentioned it because, well, one of my friends is a teacher. And so there is a teacher program mm. that will give you a grant okay. for a down payment on a home because it want, because this where we're, tr- we're trying to live in the same neighborhood that she teaches in. Right. So it's like this idea that, you know, um, they want the teachers to live in the communities that they teach in because already in Chicago, you're not allowed to teach at a public school if you live in the suburbs. Okay. They're like, we don't want that. We want our teachers to understand the community, right? And that's how my friend Kaylee feels about her neighborhood, like, because she does live on the south side. It's not, it's not like in like gang territory or anything. So it's um, a, certainly a safe area. Yeah. But she wants to know, you know, what her students are dealing with on a day-to-day basis. So she wants to live in that community. Mm-hmm. And so there is yeah. a grant for that. However, it's one of those things where like, you ain't going to get it right away. Like... You got to apply for it like way in advance. Right. So I don't know. She's been talking to people and they're like, maybe we can expedite it. We're not sure. So we're kind of, yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. I'm like, are there any, any orphan grants perhaps when you don't have mommy and daddy to help you? Perhaps <laughs> I've got an orphan grant. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Hopefully that works out for you. Hope, I mean, honestly. Fingers crossed. I kind of want you, I kind of want you to get a different house because fuck these people. But I I know, right? Like it really does. It checks all of our boxes. But like, yeah. no, I agree. Like I have just salty taste in my mouth because I'm like, you guys are really being dicks about this. Like you really are fucking rich people, rich peopling right now. And it's pretty fucked. I just want their house to sit on the market indefinitely. I know. That's my feeling, but you know, do what you gotta do. (laughs) I know. I said, I told, I told Beth and Kaylee that was like, 
I was like, I'm going to come and pretend to be a ghost and, and haunt <laughs> the building so nobody wants to live there. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, Carly, are you going to wear like your slutty ghost costume? For people <laughs> who don't know at home, I have a Halloween costume where I was a ghost and I cut a boob hole out. So like I'm wearing a bra, but like it's like titties, but I'm a ghost. Because I was like, what is the sluttiest not slutty costume I can make? Right. So I was like, yeah, they're going to they're gonna think that the building is haunted with sluts. <laughs> Yeah, the joys of home ownership. I like it. I'd like to know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely hard. Like, there's a lot of, it's definitely more expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, people, okay, so here's what people think they look at a mortgage and they're like, oh, that mortgage is so much cheaper than my rent. But it's like, yeah, but then you have insurance, you have taxes, you have utilities, you have upkeep, you have... In the Zillow or whatever, the taxes are included in yeah. the breakdown, but not the insurance. We are also trying to figure out if we got one policy for split between all four of us yeah. or if we each got individual policies, like what we haven't figured that out yet, so. Yeah, like I a, a part of, a percentage of my current expenses as a homeowner is those appliances I bought because I got them on a year long, right. a year to pay them off without having interest. Yeah, yeah. So that's a chunk. But yeah, I mean, utilities, oil in the winter, holy shit. <laughs> but, but anyway, so yeah, anything else new going on? no. That's about it. All right. Yeah, I just had my birthday. I'm trying to buy a house. We seem really down. Yeah. I don't love birthdays. No? I Yeah, I always get kind of bummed on my birthday. So. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> what has my life become? <laughs> no, it's just like, because I like build it up and then it doesn't go oh, yeah. like I thought it would. Like I got to learn to just like not have a single expectation of my birthday. I know. Because that's, yeah, it is always, I feel the same way. Like I get so bogged down about planning it and then I'm like, yeah. I get in my head about like, well, I'm asking people to come do this thing and they're going to have to spend money. And am I really <laughs> worth spending money to do this thing? Like, mm-hmm. am I really being fair? Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are they going to have fun? Are people going to think this is stupid? Yeah. And so. <laughs> like. Is, is someone going to get drunk and break my phone? It happened <laughs> only one time. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, part of me is just like, can someone just take over and plan my birthday for I me know. and then I don't have to worry about it. I can just show up and be like, sweet. I know. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Even just be like, hey, you got some options of things you'd like to do. Maybe this, this or this. They pick one. We do it. I don't have to worry. I've always wanted but... somebody to plan a surprise party for me. But oh, like, yeah. I also am, am pretty like forward thinking about my birthday so like i usually have it planned so like yeah if someone was gonna throw me a surprise party it would have to be at like you know, they'd have to start planning in august and my birthday's right. in november <laughs> yeah i mean like i think the only thing that would be hard about a surprise is i would really have to be convinced i was doing something else because mm-hmm. i'm never like ready to just do stuff. Like, oh, I know. I I'm like, you prepare. gotta let me know as well. Yeah. Like, shower and shit right. and put on some makeup. So. Mm. Oh, we didn't, you know what I wanted to talk about and I forgot to mention? Yeah. This wet ass pussy. Oh, God. <laughs> what? Oh, that. You, yeah, you yeah, not listen yeah. to WAP? No, that, that Ben Shapiro, right? Oh, what? 
I'm not talking about Ben Shapiro. I'm talking about the song. Well, no, he re. I know he said. I know he said okay. some shit. I haven't heard it, the but... song. I just know he said that that's not his doctor wife said that doesn't happen that you have an infection if that's the case. Macaroni in a pot. <laughs> that's some wet ass pussy. I don't. Yep. Know. I haven't listened to the mm-hmm. song whatsoever. I am not hip with a pop culture. You will. <laughs> Let me just tell you that what what the um what the underlying beat is is there's some whores in this house there's some whores in this house there's some whores in this house there's some whores oh in God. this house and I'm like yes certified freak seven days a week wet ass pussy make that pullout game weak oh my God so, <laughs> yes I I think it's a must listen yeah and, and watch the video oh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Christ. Uh, fine Cardi B fine. you know and Megan the Stallion yeah. <laughs> I highly recommend please enjoy yeah like I mean I don't I just don't keep up with that stuff I'm still listening to shit from like high school I don't the Kelly family admit <laughs> the it Kelly Jesse, family. Just, you admit oh, it no. listening to the Kelly family <laughs> oh my god Carly sent me down a rabbit hole this week <laughs> because she found a video by this band called the Kelly Family, who were this band that me and Beth thought were hilarious because they had an infomercial on TV where you bought a VHS of all their music videos. Yep. And they were like, like they have a jillion songs, but like six of them are really good. And by really good, I mean, I like them. Yep. <laughs> but the rest are trash. Like they're really bad songs. But so we always thought the infomercial was so funny. But we never, like, bought it or whatever. But then, like, maybe 10 or so years ago, for some reason, I decided to look them up. Mm-hmm. Are they still making music? Yes, but independently. Oh, oh like, they broke they, up. Like, like, Instead of, like, one Nick of the Jonas, guys, there's, like, Nick oh Kelly. <laughs> so, like, like, one of the guys has a new family band with all his kids. Wow. And he has a jillion kids, too. This is the thing about this band. They had a jillion kids. Yeah. Like, they were insane and they were like just corny as hell weirdos but like i looked them up like 10 years ago and i'm like i actually like these few songs but one of the the thing that carly posted was from when a really long time ago before the infomercial where the i think it was angelo the one of the oh my god i can't believe you know their fucking names oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah i got into them listen you okay so he's just this little little boy and he's singing a song that goes are you gonna peep in my bed tonight <laughs> he gets yep. like really into it he's like i ain't gonna pee pee <laughs> now if we could just splice that with that's a wet ass pussy oh, i think it would be great <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Right, please. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, Carly posted the, that and to me and Beth, and we're like, "Hey, didn't you guys like these guys?" And and then I got real drunk on my birthday and just went down the rabbit hole. Oh my! God. And watched all their. That's why I know what they're currently up to. I'm sorry, I didn't. Re- <laughs> you said your birthday was okay. It sounds like you had a great time. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't been down that rabbit hole in a very long time, so I appreciated it. But well, I'm happy to send you there. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, want to get into this episode? Yeah, let's get let's go down this rabbit hole. All right. When we talk about season four, episode one, hashtag Back to Life. <laughs> 
Back to reality. <laughs> okay, just the back to reality part. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why that was the first song that popped in my head because initially I thought, snap back to reality. Oh, there goes rabbity. Oh, <laughs> so, so many options with the back to reality. So we open with Grace and Jonah getting hot and heavy against Woo! one of those random abandoned school buses <laughs> that just park outside the school. Grace is concerned that someone is going to catch them making out. They could have, like, literally just opened the door to the bus yeah. and gone inside the bus because, like, literally no one gives a fuck and no one's <laughs> there But You'd think what? people would be, like, monitoring the buses better since uh, Maya. You I mean, would think. Maybe she never revealed. They only, they only found her on the roof, so maybe they never, she never, like, was like, by the way, I started on the bus. <laughs> and now I'm here. Grace feels like they got away with this over the break, but break is now over. And if Zoe asked where she was last night, she was shopping. Um, so Zoe's what? been living with her. Right. But like so, somehow doesn't know that they've been getting together. Like, I don't know how she's right. been pulling that off. Like, I don't know. Especially because Grace, like, w- did Grace spend the night at Jonah's? Like, what do you mm. mean if she asked where I was last night? Because if she went home, wouldn't she have just been like, hey, where were you for a couple hours? I don't know. So apparently she was out on the fucking Jonah. I don't know. Anyways, that was stupid because... Jonah also rolls rolls his eyes because no one's going to believe that. (laughs) And he walks away. Grace takes a deep breath and tries to walk up to the school casually. (laughs) They, okay. You notice like what they were behind the bus, but like the back of the bus was like facing the front of the school. Hmm. So like people could have totally been watching them make out. Like, like, Like they weren't. Like they weren't hiding. They were. I mean, it was like when side. Miles and Lola made out under the stairs. Like, yeah, in plain they, sight. Everyone could see this shit. You all are sure. smooth. Like. Tiny puts his arm around her to note that he hasn't seen her all break. What's she been up to? She says nothing, but then Tiny notices the hickey and is shocked. Mm-hmm. Zig hears it and is also shocked. <laughs> they want to know who the guy is, but Grace insists that she's not going to do this and tries to change the subject by asking where Shay is. Yeah, Shay wasn't actually in this entire episode. No, it was, she's real busy. Apparently, yeah, <laughs> the, the actress like had a fucking thing to do or something because she's not in the entire episode. She's practicing shit, according to Tiny. She's trying to get sh- uh, scouted. Shouted? Scouted. <laughs> Grace sees her opportunity to escape the convo by noticing that Tristan is back. Ooh. She rushes to hug him. Were they friends before? Uh, they definitely ran in the same circles, but I don't remember them ever, like, being buddy-buddy. Me neither. So I was like, what is happening? She's hugging people now and shit? Okay. Anyways, she really wanted to get out of that fucking conversation. <laughs> Anywho, Miles says that Tristan is just back for one class a day for now. Jonah is also helping Tristan, who's got a walker. Uh, again, not a ramp in sight. <laughs> They'll no. all clearly have to carry him up the front steps. <laughs> Tristan notes Grace's sweet vampire bite, proving that his legs may not work the way they once did, but his sass is back in full swing. <laughs> I mean, we we knew it. Like, when he was typing, it's like, all right, Tristan's back. Like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, can we get pizza? I literally haven't had pizza in six months. Oh, my God. <laughs> and like... But did you die without pizza, Tristan? No, obviously not. I still can't get over that ending. I know, it was so weird. (laughs) 
Anywho, Jonah asks if who she got the hickey from is handsome, and she smizes that he's hideous. And Zig continues to press for details. Zoe shows up smiling excitedly and hugs Grace as if they haven't been living together this whole time. And they haven't seen each other. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Oh my God, it's been so long. Like, bitch, (laughs) what? Y'all probably came to school together. Like, what? We ate breakfast together. Right? I'm saying, anyways. (laughs) Yeah, because like, we know, well, Zoe did have a car. Yeah. I mean, unless Grace was really out all night. I guess that's not very clear. Was she out all night or just out last night? Because I feel like, I feel like if she was, Zoe would have had to cover for her. So I don't know how she's getting away with like just disappearing so Zoe also notices the hickey a rookie mark what oh is that what she called it okay she calls it a rookie mark okay I (laughs) missed I knew I was like like half listening I was like what did she just call it oh well they all have their own sweet nicknames oh yeah (laughs) I just call it rude I'm wondering like why is everyone staring at her neck I don't think I noticed people's necks like that. They're all immediately like, hickey, hickey. Like, yeah, because it's pretty prominently on the side. Like, I'd get it if it was like more towards the front and noticeable, but it was definitely on the side. I don't know. And she has that long hair. Yeah, it, it, you wouldn't like, think it was that noticeable. I know, because like Zoe flat out grabs her fucking face and is right. like, what is that? Her friends are just really into necks. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. I hate hickeys. I think they're very rude, especially as I'm like, I have to work with children. Please do not give me yeah. a hickey. I don't need parents to see this. I've definitely like, whenever I've gotten them and then I had to like go to work the next day, I'm like, fuck, this is awkward. Like, fucking rude. Ay, ay, ay. Zoe has a flyer in her hand and Winston and Goldie show up saying they're having a fun fair tomorrow. Woo. They get the whole afternoon off too. Daddy Miles asks, but didn't we just come back from break? (laughs) As Zoe tells them that the administration wanted them to start the semester as stress-free as possible. Esme retorts that it's a suicide fair. She's so tactful. I know, right? (laughs) And that they think carnival games will stop everyone's depression. She then goes to joke that bouncy house castles could be someone's trigger. Oh my God, girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Read the room. Yeah, no one is (laughs) laughing at her joke. This is (sighs) this is not your friend's sense of humor, clearly. No, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Yeah, I'm it's always like really interesting to watch her interact with everybody else that is also friends with Zig, because like Mm -hmm. they all are like, okay, Asme, fucking weirdo. And like (laughs) and yet Zig's into her, so I'm like, what is so what is what do you think she's funny? Like when right. nobody else is around? He what? never seems to like laugh particularly. No, exactly. But so she keeps know. saying it. I, I don't know. Whatever. Yep. <laughs> One of these days is going to land. They all stare as Maya arrives back at school and Grace and Zig walk over to greet her. Zig uncomfortably asks how she's doing, to which she says, good, I guess. Grace tells him to stop acting like she's made of glass and gives her a hug. (laughs) They all sit together as one big group of friends that all kind of ran in different circles, but now that it's their last semester of high school, like, let's all take a selfie! Woo! (laughs) Group photo! I mean, they're all, like, friends, like, well, I'm this person's friend, I'm this, but also this person's friend. You're just, I guess, a group now. Yeah, I guess, because they're all seniors. Right before the picture, is taken, Maya also notices the hickey on Grace's neck and asks about it as they all giggle for the picture. (gasps) Friends. They love it. Let's all let's all bond over Grace's hickey. I know, (laughs) right? That's what it really brought everybody together. Like we can we can conquer this suicide issue (laughs) as long as we can laugh about fucking Grace's hickey. Exactly. Did you notice that um 
Zoe was the one taking the picture, but like when they did like the right before the whatever it takes, like the theme song. Yeah. They just like the the way they shot it, they clearly were like trying to make it look like she was taking a selfie, but you could like see her hand. You could. And there was there was clearly no phone in it. Oh my god, I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah, like you could see her fingers and I'm like, there's no phone in your hand. And, for, and then I was like, wait, did she have a selfie stick? When I watched it back again, I was like, oh no. It, it's just like they took they took the camera angle like she was holding a phone, but she definitely wasn't holding a phone because it probably would have been in, in the way of the camera angle. But anyways, right, just gave me a giggle because she was really acting. She was acting like <laughs> she was holding a phone, and there was definitely no phone. The best actress on the whole cast. Yep, she was selling it, but I wasn't buying it. So <laughs> fucking props, blowing <sighs> it again. I know. God damn it, the worst. She had the phone initially, so I'm like, where did it go? I don't know. They were like, they she probably was holding it for it, and they're like, oh, well, you, you're blocking your face, so we're gonna have to move it. I don't, I don't know. All right. Zoe is making an announcement over the loudspeaker in a southern accent. That's what I've <laughs> grasped from it about there being two bouncy castles at the fun fair. Yeah. <laughs> the nerd squad is chatting about the fair, and Hunter says that he's gonna jump in the bouncy castle until he pukes. I've never puked from a bouncy castle. No, I haven't either, but like, I also am at that age. And I have been at that age where, like, if I imagine going in a bouncy castle, I'm just imagining all of my bones, like, atrophying <laughs> as I jump. And, right. like, every snap, crackle, and pop that will happen <laughs> as I land and the ankles that will be broken into shattered pieces and oh, never God. to be fixed again. So, yeah, that's all. I go, oh, <laughs> my knees. I couldn't oh. do it. They're all down to also jump until they basically puke, except for Yael, who says that she thinks that bouncy castles are lame <laughs> as she tugs at her apparently very uncomfortable bra. Mm, been there. Yeah, okay. This, <laughs> this I gotta say, I gotta say, I've been wearing a bra to work, mm -hmm. but like other than that, I'm like, I, d I don't know, man. This might I'm at be home, the, no. the yeah. This might be the end of bras for me though. Like, <laughs> like I'm not trying to knock a kid out with my nipple, but like, <laughs> I I I think for like every other day tasks, I don't know. No, yeah. I just like don't fucking feel like wearing a bra anymore. I mean, definitely not around the house. Well, no. I mean, yeah, definitely not around the house. But I mean, like, even like, I don't want to go grocery shopping with a bra. Mm. Like, I've been wearing a sports bra to like the grocery. Yeah, no, store. no. I've been wearing a sports bra to work and stuff. But like, yeah, when I get home, it immediately comes off, and I'm just like, keep that titty cage away from me. Yeah, I mean, I've never liked bras, but you know, I wear them. I wear them to be quote unquote appropriate. I know. But, I loved yeah. bras. I used. I have so many bras, and I did love them so much. And now I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to wear them ever again. <laughs> How are you gonna wear your sexy ghost costume without a bra? <laughs> <laughs> that is a good question. Can never be the sexy ghost again. <laughs> my oh my, I'm about to be the sloppy ghost because uh, them titties are just gonna be ah. Oh boy, Jesse, you had to ask. And ain't that the truth? I don't know. I've only worn like a bra bra a couple of times. Like if I'm like getting dressed up or something. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm going to the store, it's a sports bra. The only like socialization I've even really done is like swimming. So I'm wearing a bathing suit. Like, right. Yeah, I'm right. not about that bra life. But I've also been work from home for 
five years. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. bras are rare for me. It's you leave the house, you put one on, that's it. Right. Yep. 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 Lola is giving Yael the weirdest stare down as the boys all walk away. Yeah. She's (laughs) like, I don't know, look at my titties. I know what you're doing. (laughs) She eyes her up and down and says that she knows why she doesn't want to go in the bouncy castle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Tits McGee. It's her gigantic jugs. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I just thought of when you said jugs, it made me think of like jugs where you like blow into them and it's like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Elle's just always carrying around jugs. (laughs) You'd rather be practicing your jug band. Yeah, you you don't need time to go in bouncy castles when you got (laughs) to do. Oh, boy. Yeah, Elle admits that her boobs just keep getting bigger, and now she's uncomfortable all the time. Lola thinks she just needs a good bra that fits her properly and offers to take her shopping after school. But Yael is a hard pass on that one. <laughs> Lola starts asking Yael a checklist of questions that support the idea that she isn't wearing a bra that offers her the support she needs. And also offers up the info that 85% of women are wearing the wrong size bra. But ruins all her credibility by saying that in a, it is a human rights issue. <laughs> Yael thinks that she's being dramatic, but Lola says that if Yael wants equality so badly, then she should have the right bra that allows her to do all the things that boys get to do. Like jump in a bouncy castle. Yael looks like she's considering it. So, I mean, it is like, it is a real serious thing that like, I mean, especially in the U.S. Oh, yeah. You have to fit in a very narrow amount of bra sizes that don't work for most people. Right. To shop at like Victoria's Secret. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I am not any of these sizes. I'm like a, I think I'm like a 36 double D or something like that. Yeah. Like, I'm a weird size that I can only find a couple bras when I, unless right. I, unless I order online, in which case I can't try it on, in which case yeah. I can't know if it's going to be comfortable it's just bra shopping sucks in the u.s oh my god if you <laughs> ever come visit me in chicago again i'll take you to this place called bras galore Ooh. my friends and i went there to get sized and it was it's funny they make like they take it so seriously you like fill out a little survey bef- when you get there mm-hmm. and you write down like what you think your size is and then they size you and you're oh fucking god. wrong <laughs> do they have like a prize for if you're right Oh my god! I don't know. <laughs> I mean, should. I was I was wrong. I so I don't know. It should be like free bra if you guess right. Right. I <laughs> I went in there and I was like, I'm a forty. What did I think I was? I was like, I'm a forty two D. And they mm-hmm. were like, Oh, honey. <laughs> oh, you're a thirty eight E. Yeah. And I was like, Or F? I think yeah. it was like F. Thirty eight F. I was like, What? That's the thing. Like we are we are convinced <laughs> that it's like A to double D. Yeah. And that's like it. An F? Yeah. What? It's always so, like the band size is always too small and the or no, the band size is always too big, cup size always too small. That's yep, how it generally exactly. goes. Exactly. Exactly. So they fit me for I ended up buying two bras. I shouldn't they were very expensive. Like, mm. but you but they fit you and you're like, they actually fit you and you're like Right. Oh my god. Like, so I have to admit, like, the one I brought, I bought two, the one I, like, consistently wear, I fucking love. And it's super cute. But, like, yeah, I was, I really was astounded. And -hmm. and one of my friends that was with us when we went had mentioned that, like, one of the times they were at Victoria's Secret Mm -hmm. and they were, like, trying to buy a bra that the person who worked at Victoria's Secret was like, yeah, our bras don't fit anybody. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I hate that it's so hard to find a cute bra in my size. Mm-hmm. Like, because again, they're so limited amounts of like companies that even carry your size or they like have so few bras that are in that size so finding like an actually cute bra and one with like thin straps right it's really hard to find that with thin straps that'll go under like a thinner you know tank top or something tank top yeah yeah no you you have to go to like a specialty bra store and you will shell out some fucking cash for it but like it will fit like a glove and what's cool about it is that like the i don't know the way that they go about it is just so different than victoria's secret Mm -hmm. like they literally they size you and then like rather than you even like pick one out they're like so what do you like yeah and then they come back with like a whole bunch and then you tell them how you feel about it and they're like okay and they come back with more and you're just like oh wow I know I'm like what is going on <laughs> like this is crazy I don't know I kind of agree with Lola it is a human rights issue <laughs> <laughs> we're all walking around so fucking uncomfortable for it's, no yeah. reason just because Victoria's Secret doesn't want to make real bras for real people yeah you don't like <laughs> fat people you know yep I know but isn't like also Victoria's Secret like a bunch of stores are closing and I think it's yeah. because like yeah millennials are like fuck that <laughs> right I want a, a bra that actually fits Thank right you. <laughs> and you have a sucky business model. Yeah. So Esme is writing on Zig's arm, property of Esme, in Oof. art class, as Zig sadly stares at Maya, who is kind of weirdly posing in a stool. Yeah. <laughs> I, she looked really uncomfortable. The teacher starts to explain that in grade 12 art, their first assignment will be recreating a Renaissance painting with a partner as the subject. Yeah. So not going to focus on like basic shit such as like color or like hues. this is grade 12 right okay 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 you, they're advanced so right okay so they, <laughs> they're imagining that they've already been taking they've already done a semester abroad in france and like <laughs> learned the lighting techniques already in my high school granted i went to a smaller high school we had levels it was you know art one art mm-hmm. two art three and it was all mixed ages it was just how many art did you take already well, apparently, all of these characters in Degrassi have been fantastic artists this whole time, and they we really didn't are, know yeah. it. They really nail these paintings. Impressive. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. So anyways, yes. The, but they called it like grade 12 art. Right. You know what I mean? Like I wonder, I would get it if they were like, welcome to advanced drawing or yeah. something. You know what I mean? Like the the name of the class should have matched what the fuck that assignment was because like art uh, seems pretty basic. So Yeah. I mean, is it like, there's a lot of different kinds of art. Exactly. <laughs> Precisely. Esme thinks she'd make a great Mona Lisa, but Zig wants to know if it's okay for him to partner with Maya on this assignment because he doesn't want her to be alone. But does he want Esme to be alone? (laughs) He thinks Maya has been through a lot, which basically makes Esme scoff because the only partner left for her to have is creepy camera guy, (laughs) a.k.a. Sod. He is kind of (laughs) creepy. This is funny. I I think this is like... I understand that I think his personality is is creepy, but like he is a conventionally attractive male. Yeah. So like it's just kind of interesting. They're like, he's so fucking weird. And you're like, I mean, no, it's the fact that he goes out in the parking lot and takes pictures of dead birds. Like he's creepy. Like we all don't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> is that fucking weird? I mean, do you, but. Okay. I mean, I'm going to, excuse me, I've got some dead animals to take pictures of. <laughs> Listen, the, there was a contestant on The Bachelor who ended up going home with The Bachelor. Wait, was that her? I think it was. And she, one of her, like, fucking hobbies was uh, 
taxidermy taxidermy i almost called it taxonomy (laughs) no taxidermy so you know what it's okay some people are just have little weird things zig takes us as a green light and assures her that it's just one project Thanks for being so cool about it. Bye. <laughs> Tiny tries to help by adding his two cents. What? That Zig just wants to be there for her because she almost died. And Esme is like, I was there, Leo, remember? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a stupid inside joke for our family. Uh, although maybe some of you remember it from uh, Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles, I don't yeah. Remember, I think it was the first one. Uh-huh. Second one? I can't remember. Uh, man, I gotta watch those again. I really enjoyed those as a kid. But anyways, I was there, Leo, remember? Um, <laughs> that's what Esme said to Tiny. <laughs> Tiny continues to try to help by saying all the wrong things. What the hell is he thinking? I don't know. He's so stupid. <laughs> it, it doesn't mean that he wants to get back together with her. He just it loves him, her. <laughs> it took him months to get over their breakup. Like Tiny. It's like, I, I don't know why he thinks this is being helpful. I don't know. Like, come on, Tiny. Like, he's book smart, but that's about it. Oh, boy, yeah. No, I, yeah. <laughs> then he really turns the knife by saying that Zig has never loved anyone as much as he loved Maya. God damn it, Tiny. <laughs> yeah, I know. S-M-H, Tiny. S-M-H. What? Are you, what? <laughs> no, more than S-M-H. S-M-D-H. I am shaking my damn head, Tiny. <laughs> oh, boy. She asked Tiny why they broke up then, and he reveals that jealousy was the issue. <laughs> he didn't want anyone else around Maya. Esme's like, sweet, Tiny. Thanks for the info that will help me manipulate this whole situation. <laughs> Tiny thinks he solved the problem. <laughs> You're a smart guy, Tiny. Like, oh, yeah. I think so. Totally. Right? I did such a good job here. Right? <laughs> little pat on the back for myself. Better better bring him over a bag of condoms later. <laughs> and some tampons. Anywho, Esme saunters up to Sod and asks him to make a masterpiece. And Sod looks very confused. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, Tiny, what the fuck? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, really? Nobody's reading the room in this episode. No, I, that, I was going to make that comment later. This is just the episode of people who have no tact whatsoever. Nope. <laughs> no, ma'am. Grace enters the student council lounge as Zoe, Winston, and Goldie are having some giggles over balloons. They love it. <laughs> they sure did. <laughs> she wants to know if Zoe has anything that will cover up her hickey. Zoe is way ahead of her, but needs Grace to take over the balloon holding duties. <laughs> She's like, no problem. Take over for me. And then hands her <laughs> balloons that have a fucking weight on them as right. if she couldn't just put them down on the exactly. table. And even if they didn't, like, it's a small room. Right. You could grab it pretty. It's not like they're going to float up into the sky. I know. <laughs> Take over right. for me. Okay. <laughs> she wraps a scarf that I assume she stole from Sod around Grace's neck. <laughs> Chef's kiss perfection. <laughs> Zoe says, don't worry. No one will notice your moped damage now. Now, Grace is like, excuse me, moped damage? <laughs> Zoe goes on to explain that a moped is someone that you only date in secret because you don't want people to know that you're with them. Like moped, being fun to ride until someone sees you on it. Well, Winston like is like, I got this. I know. I, I think a moped is. <laughs> here's the definition according to Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary. Thank I you. wonder, okay. I'm real quick, uh, moped. Is moped on Urban Dictionary? Oh, okay. Uh, 
Oh my God. It comes up as the wet ass pussy comes up as the August 11th word of the day. Wop, wop. That's that's, that's my birthday. Sweet. <laughs> Anyways. Hell yeah, it's your birthday. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so yeah, a person of the opposite sex. It's got to be the opposite sex. Gay people don't have mopeds. Wow. Right. Wow, Urban Dictionary. A person of the opposite sex who is not attractive, but you would have sex with. She's a moped. She'd be fun to ride, but I don't want any of my friends seeing me on her. Ew. Oh, boy. Are your friends seeing you on other people? (laughs) That is not how Degrassi explained it. I like Degrassi (laughs) explaining it better. Oh, Christ. Anyway, so it's a thing. I think that Winston was like so proud to explain it because he's literally, he's he's been somebody's moped. He knows it. Oh, he's definitely. I also don't know like what the big deal about mopeds are because I mean, mopeds are great for the city because yeah. you can just, you know what I mean? You can get around on those side streets right. and, you know, you can park pretty much anywhere because they're tiny. They're probably, good on gas. yeah, that's what I was going to say. Probably environmentally pretty friendly. I'm saying like, I think mopeds are great to have in a city. So I don't know what the fuck Toronto's problem is with mopeds. <laughs> Dicks. Goldie's like, wait, people actually do that? And Winston, who has probably been kept a secret a time or two, sadly says, yes. <laughs> oh, no, he said, I'm sorry. He didn't sadly say yes. He said, sadly, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's how it happened. Grace says that it's not like that. She's not ashamed. Some people just like privacy. Winston retorts that maybe she's the moped then. Oh, so damn. many tactful boys in this episode. Right? <laughs> Zoe's like, what the fuck, Winston? Rude. And Winston is very matter-of-fact about the fact that maybe Grace is the uggo being hidden. Grace (laughs) looks devastated as Winston tries to backtrack and call himself an idiot. Zoe agrees with him about being an idiot. Grace is lay sad. (laughs) Oh, Grace. Poor Grace. I know. I'm like, Grace is cute. She's not good at acting, but she's cute. Oh, she's really bad at acting. oh god she's really bad at acting her facial expressions kill me maybe she'd do better with voiceover work i'm hoping for her yeah whatever she's in a band she's fine yael is trying on bras expressing concern that lola shouldn't be mad if it doesn't work out lola barges into the dressing room and starts adjusting the straps yael is like um what the fuck are you doing in here and covers up them titties (laughs) this is how i feel like it would be if i went bra shopping with my sister oh yeah like she'd be trying on a bra and i'd be like beth how's it going in there and she'd be like can you stop like get out of here and i'd be like well let me see it how's it going no, can I can I adjust it for you, please? She'd be like, "Get out!" Like, can you can you picture it? Oh, definitely. Because I can definitely picture it. I I remember the first time I ever had my bra. Well, like first time I went to a Victoria's Secret where they actually sized me and stuff. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm sorry. Hold on, this is all a lie. The, I went to Victoria's Secret. I had been sized before. I knew what I was getting, but I was like just buying bras. And one of the sales associates comes up and is like, hey, like this girl is training. Would you mind if she sized you? Because she's, you know, she's training. She's learning how to do it. And I was mm-hmm. basically like, oh, yeah, of course. It's like everybody's first day once. Like, you know, um, I'm like, we all have the same instruments. Go for it. So <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I guess I gave them the green light that I was like the most comfortable person ever. Right. Because all of a sudden I felt like it was like curtain open, <gasps> them both in there, them being like, oh, hey, other associate, come over here and look at this. And I was like, okay, are we, oh, now we're showing the whole staff. Okay. <laughs> oh so it's a whole assatorial. Okay. All right. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. That, it, I mean, I was fine with it. Like, I just thought it was really funny where I was like, yeah. wait. 
I consented to being sized by this woman, um, but now you're like showing the entire store my bra. Oh my so, god, I would anywho. I would not be down with that. <laughs> no, no, neither would Bethany. So I was just gonna say she's wearing like a very cute but very loud bra. Yeah, like, I know. I, I don't a know. Very like Lola bra. Yes, I feel like if I was just getting into like bras, I do like mm-hmm. a little lace, but right. hot pink. It's not Yael at all. No. Might as well be wearing a leopard print. Right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, because that's like one of those bras that you can't wear that under a white shirt because like, well, I mean, you can, fuck it, who cares? But like, you know what I mean? You'll be able to see through it for sure. Like you'll be able to see the, the pink bra. Yeah, Elle feels like she's been burdened by these fat sacks. <laughs> and Lola says that most girls would kill for that ample bosom. <laughs> yeah, Elle doesn't get oh why, God. though, because they always just get in the way. So I'm trying to figure out, like, all right, I personally, I feel like there's no good word mm-hmm. for boobs. Like, every word I think is weird. Like, boobs is goofy. Breast is too formal. Like, I, every word I, mean, I can think of. Like, I always say shit like my rack. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I think I'm going to start calling them fat sex. Okay. I was going to say, <laughs> saying rack makes it seem like you're, like, a guy in the 90s who's like, let's yeah. go to Hooters and check out some racks. I say it because it's, like, funny... I think it's funny, so I'm always like, yeah, my wreck. Jesse, <laughs> I can't believe you forgot about this. You know what you should call them? Yeah. Yabos. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you forgot about yabos. Yabos. Oh, my God. <laughs> Check uh, out my yabos. <laughs> why don't you well, we'd call them some bad man pajamas. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think. I mean, there's a lot of words, but I don't like any of them. Like, none of them feel right to me to say so every time like i have to talk about it, i'm just like my rack <laughs> just like my weird. pussy and my crack uh-huh. <laughs> i don't know i mean i'm i'm a big fan of titties Mm-mm. but it also is a little more um risque of a term it's yeah that see that one's too lewd for me Boobalas. <laughs> balloons <laughs> Bazungas. I mean, Jugs is pretty funny. Too. Jug- I do I enjoy mean, Jugs. <laughs> Jughead. <laughs> the t- y'all, can I get a, can I get a feel of your tug and jug? The tug and jug. <laughs> I don't know. I think you should call them Yabos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm just a girl with some big Yabos looking for my Mister Thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> I had I actually did have a socially distant date the other day. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I know. We ended up talking we were talking about um Guy Fieri, as you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, y'all. I'm just saying be yourself because I told this man that I named my vagina Flavortown <laughs> and he very much enjoyed it. He was like, That's a great name for a vagina. And I was like, Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm just saying, be yourself, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> don't need to hide your yabos. <laughs> you don't want to be pretending to be something you're not for the rest of your life. Exactly. <laughs> Yo, let's start the free the yabos movement <laughs> no bras free yabos no bras oh free yabos it's a whole protest about bra sizes yeah perfect lola can lead the charge hell yeah because sometimes sometimes my titties do feel oppressed in bras mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know they're not in a bra right now they're they're, they're hanging footloose and fancy free me either no nope. we're the braless gang over here you ever lift your boobs up and you're like hey that's probably 
like 10 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not really. How much? Like, I, if I think about like this, the weight of an infant. Yeah. Ah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be hard to figure that out, I think. Sometimes I lift my stomach up and I'm like, huh, this is what my body would feel like if I lost weight. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I feel like all women do that. Like, you squeeze it and you like look in the mirror, like, oh, all right. Oh, no, no. I'm purely looking at it from, from like a holding it as like how much it weighs. I'm like, ah, huh. uh, I'm like, wow, this would be this much of a weight off of my back if I just, if I, yeah. lift, my, if I lift my stomach up, I'm like, huh, wow, <laughs> interesting. Not from a looks perspective, simply on yeah. like, wow, that's what it would feel like if I didn't have that weight there. Mm. Wow. Lola says that most girls would kill for that ample bosom. Yael doesn't get why, though, because they always just get in the way. <laughs> Lola thinks the bra looks great as Yael tries to bare her soul, saying that when she was a kid, her mom never did anything physical with them because she always had them tickle bitties. <laughs> and she didn't want to miss out on stuff like that mm -hmm. just because she had the gift of the same titties as her mother. <laughs> Lola weirdly just grabs Yael's boobs yes. and, like, pushes them up. <laughs> and it's like, that looks great. <laughs> Let me just suckle your teat a bit. Yep, okay. <laughs> Looking good. Just groping the hell out of her. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let me just give your nipple a little flick. Okay, looking good. Send them out. But Yael admits that it does actually feel a lot better. Lola is like, girl, wait do you see him in clothes. <laughs> Yael doesn't think it'll make a big difference, but Lola is like, nah, I got a gift. Just you wait just you wait. <laughs> That's from Hamilton. I feel like I need a friend like Lola to help me find a bra that just kisses your works boobies perfectly. But but then I also don't want a friend who's groping me. So Jesse, I promise not to grope <laughs> you, but I'd help you find a bra. I've helped many right. of friends find bras. I'm here. I don't know. I'm very. I'm very shy. I know. <laughs> and you'd be like, we're related. You can't see me in a bra. <laughs> and I'd be like, we all have the same instruments, Jesse. Get over it. <laughs> Anyways, let's all admire your titties in the mirror because your life is about to change forever, Yael. <laughs> okay. Now we are downtown at Esme's swanky apartment that her dad clearly isn't around at. Mm -hmm. She probably lives in the same building as Jimmy. Right. I know. Yeah. I was thinking that that apartment looked familiar. It's probably like the same one. Yeah. But I also think it's really funny that like this concept that she lives downtown mm -hmm. and how far does she drive to like get to Degrassi? Mm. Because Degrassi is clearly not a downtown school. And like... They go downtown a lot, but it looks more like a small town when they go downtown. Yeah. But maybe that's not yeah. downtown. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know where where Degrassi <laughs> is in relation to like these high-rise buildings that mm -hmm. were like surrounding Esme's apartment. I'm like, that's not Degrassi Street. No. I'll tell you right fucking now it's not. <sighs> Anyways, details to bore. <laughs> Saad is awkwardly waiting for Esme to come out. And when she does, she brings him a picture of the birth of Venus, which she wants Saad to paint her into. Saad is confused because Venus is nude. And Esme is like, fucking duh. <laughs> Saad pushes further. Won't this bother your boyfriend? To which Esme retorts, oh, you mean my boyfriend who'd rather be with sad-ass Maya than with me? <laughs> Saad thinks that she's jealous, but Esme says that she would never be jealous over a girl who tried to kill herself because Jesus. she's clearly crazy. Oh, God. This is news to Saad. How, wait, how didn't he know? Uh, it's Wouldn't like it have been all over the school? 
you would think, but they're. I think they're trying to. <laughs> I think they're trying to print. Well, I don't know. It's maybe bad writing. In my mind, they're trying to press the fact that like Saad doesn't have any friends, so like mm. no one's talking to him about anything because no one's talking to him. Yeah, it could be. Like yeah. Maya was his only friend, so. But I don't know. In this day and age, I feel like if somebody tried to kill themselves in high school, yeah, you know that like there'd be people on face range being like. So glad you're okay, Maya. Like, love you, girl. Right. Get better soon. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. see, okay. So when I guess like when I was in school, there were there were a couple of people who killed themselves, mm-hmm. and we all knew, you know. But right. then again, they actually succeeded, whereas an attempt, right? I wouldn't be surprised if people attempted and I never knew. So maybe, but like the fact that she did it on school property, yeah, you'd think it seems weird. I don't that know. He they didn't were on, know. well, they were on break. I have no idea. I don't Mm. know. Probably just piss poor writing on Degrassi's part. Esme gives him the details that Maya tried to kill herself during the play, which makes Saad realize that he had seen her during the play and that he helped her open the door to the roof. Esme is like, yeah, you might not want to tell people that. (laughs) (laughs) Saad feels awful, like he could have stopped her. But Esme is like, yo, I'm over it. She's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Saad continues to express concern about Maya until Esme has had enough and drops her robe. She's a nudie cutie. (laughs) Saad is shook to his core. But Esme, in her true form, negs him first by saying, girls don't get naked for you back home. And then tries to half-ass calm his ass down when she tells him that it's no big deal because it's for educational purposes only. Esme is about to get this project canceled real quick. Like, I imagine if you brought this in, Mm -hmm. the teacher would be like, well, fuck, I can't. You're right. There's a lot of naked Renaissance, you know, art. Mm -hmm. And why did I think this would be a good assignment for high schoolers? (laughs) Like, why did I think this wouldn't happen with somebody? I mean, apparently she really should have given a disclaimer, no nudity. She didn't give any disclaimer. She was just like, (laughs) paint yourself into, like, you know what I mean? It was like, hi class, welcome to art. Now get in groups and fucking do that. Like, there was, there was like hardly any assignment. She just was like, (laughs) I don't, she was fucking high. Right. I don't know, do this. It'll be fun. (laughs) Saad is clearly uncomfortable, but she's ready to make some damn art already. I feel like I do know girls in high school that would have done that, though. Uh, so I can't think of any, but maybe I just didn't run in that circle. Maybe they were doing it all the time. I mean, yeah, we actually had an <laughs> underground nudity ring in my school where yes, it was just all you know. like underground pose, figure model posing for <laughs> the art students. Anna does... Anna does figure modeling. Yeah, I've, I, she's posted them to like Instagram before. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what's fucking crazy and sad? Because it, so she would really ideally like for them to unionize mm-hmm. because they don't have a union. And so like currently, oh man, this is a whole a whole story in and of itself. I had asked her if she watched the, the Jeffrey Epstein documentary. Mm. And she was like, no, because I think it would be really triggering for me. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she was like, well, you know, the, the college that I figure model at, mm-hmm. like, apparently that is like one of the colleges in New York City that Jeffrey Epstein would like fucking pluck. Oh, God. Girls from. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So basically, like, and, and sure enough, in the beginning of the documentary, the first girl who talked about it was like her art got sold to Jeffrey Epstein. Like mm-hmm. she was going to sell it to somebody else, at, like the final showcase or whatever. But like the director of the program came up and was like, you're going to sell it to Jeffrey Epstein because he is our friend and you're going to give him a discount. Oh, God. So yeah, soup's awkward. But anyways, so like this college in particular 
has basically, you know, been giving, like, Anna's been working there for, like, honestly, probably, like, 10 years Jeez. at this point, and they've never gotten a raise from when she started working there. So, like, they're not getting paid enough, and it's hard work. Like, yeah. I, if you wanted me to lay down for several hours, I could do that. Right. But, like, you're just, you, have to you know. Pose. yeah. Yeah, it's not easy. Like, I just can't fathom how much muscle you need to, like, be able to do that and, like, self-control. I know I right. couldn't do it. But any hoozle, she told me this story about how one of the paintings that not that was done in the college but like because then she's you know made friends with people in the circuit or whatever and like they'll pay her outside of the school to to model or whatever Mm -hmm. one of the pieces of art that was made of her sold for eighty thousand dollars oh my god yeah and she didn't see a dime no she didn't fucking not see a dime yeah and i don't remember what she got paid for but probably like you know 20 bucks an hour or something like that right so anyways, she was with a, a fellow actor friend who was shooting like a music video or something, I think, in some some rich guy's house. Like he had some connection to this rich guy or whatever. And so she went with him to do this video shoot. I want to say the way it went down was that like somebody made a note that like Anna looked familiar and she was like, oh, I mean, I guess I just ha- must have one of those faces. Mm. And then like went into like the dining room and there was the $80,000 <gasps> nude ass painting of Anna like in their fucking dining room. Oh my God. And Anna was like, oh my God, that's me. And like the owner of the house was like, oh yeah, it kind of looks like you. And she's like, no, that's me. Like I posed <laughs> for that. And he was like, what? And then like called his wife in and then his daughter and was like, look. Oh my God. Like, it's her like yeah fucking crazy right oh my god so anyways it's just like it fucking blows like the the blood sweat and tears that she put into posing for that Mm -hmm. she doesn't get a cut of that right that sucks when i did the art program at pratt for like a summer program in high school the people that would come in to do because you know what was interesting is i was a high schooler Mm -hmm. and because it was a college course and you got college credit for it we did figure modeling and i remember being like i'm a minor. Yeah. And I'm looking at a naked body right now. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not naked, but they're naked. And you know what I mean? Yeah. It was such a weird thing to me that I was like, what are we doing right now? But I'm like, yeah, I guess this is what you do as an artist. Like, it was just very <laughs> foreign to me because I'm yeah. not really an artist. I was trying to be. We were trying to put that square peg in a round hole, but she don't fit. Right. I'm, you know, I'm a performing artist not a visual yes. artist anywho i mean that's the thing art there's a lot of different types of art yes there's a lot of types of art but please don't put an a, a, a art supply in my hand because I, <laughs> I can't i can't do it grace enters the classroom and takes a seat next to jonah who wants to know if he did the homework right she starts to take a look at it while she lightly strokes his hand Ooh. which causes jonah to pull away and ask what the fuck she's doing Grace says that she thinks that they shouldn't be a secret anymore, but Jonah is confused because he thought she liked being a secret. But the real issue is that Grace thinks that Jonah only wants to make out when no one else is around to see it. He jokes, so you'd rather people watch? (laughs) You're into voyeurism? (laughs) He's really, he's really skilled at like turning turning it around onto the other person. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, not yeah. taking what they're saying seriously and just saying shit like that. <sighs> hmm But Jonah admits that he doesn't want Frankie to know yet, which pisses Grace off. Frankie thought they were hooking up all last year. Okay, all, I'm pretty sure he said last year. Mm. I when, think he said this semester. 
Okay, I hope so. Yeah. Because I'm like, what the fuck? What was break? <laughs> what was this break? Theoretically, the break between second and first like half of the year. It's in like Christmas break. It's Christmas. Yeah. So it's like yes. two weeks maybe. Yeah, but I don't know. It's fucking summer, so I'm not sure. I mean, it's <laughs> forever summer. It's eternal summer in Degrassi. They live in this really weird pocket of the world that's just they always hot. Sure. <laughs> and I don't know how because Canada is very far from the equator. So I, mean, I don't know. I really want to move to Canada if you'll ever accept us again. So I got to find this place. I know, right? Where is Degrassi Street in Canada? <laughs> it is a fucking oasis. <laughs> Frankie thought that they were hooking up all last semester, even though they weren't. He's concerned that Frankie might hurt herself if oh she knew God. that they were together. Grace doesn't think she'd do that, but they also didn't think Maya would either. They're clearly very aware of other people's mental health at this given moment. Mm -hmm. Jonah just wants to give Frankie a little time to get over the breakup before they go public, to which Grace says she understands. But we all know she really doesn't. <laughs> LOL. But Jonah thinks it's fun to hide in plain sight. Mm -hmm, kinky. Grace agrees, but wants no more hickeys. Jonah can't make any promises. Ew. <laughs> yeah, rude. Gross. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it makes sense though. Like, because it does, it is suspicious that they got together almost immediately after he broke up with Frankie. For sure. Like, I get that, but like, I, I guess I don't know how long it's been. I mean, oh, I think but. Frankie says it later. Oh, was it six? It's six weeks. It's six been six weeks. weeks. Okay. Six weeks. Meh. They had, a they had a break for six weeks. Well, six weeks since they broke up. They broke up before the break. I just don't know how long before, but apparently six weeks. Six weeks. She later says six weeks, but anyway, <sighs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back to art class. Zig and Maya are presenting their painting of Zig, who is basically naked with a sheet in front of his dick. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Why are they all naked? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He says that his favorite part of the painting is the way Maya captured the shadows of his muscles in the definition of his arm. Maya jokes, oh, like it was hard to do? You big old muscly stud. <laughs> it's clearly flirty. The teacher thinks they did a great job and everyone claps while Esme rolls her eyes. However, she is ready to present right after them. <laughs> Esme starts to explain that they did the birth of Venus and she wanted Saad to make it perfect. So she made sure that he focused on every last detail. She thinks that the results are extraordinary. <laughs> Oh, God. Mm-hmm. So she's implying without saying it, but she made him take in every nook and cranny of that wop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Zig looks happy to see the painting until it is finally revealed. The birth of Esme. Almost an exact replica of the original painting, one of Esme's breasts is completely revealed. Tiny's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Here comes the conflict. <laughs> what did I do? I know. <laughs> Everyone is shook and uncomfortable. Esme wants Zig to start the critique since he's familiar with the model. Ugh. The teacher tries to cut it off quick. This is unacceptable. <laughs> Zig wants to know why she would choose that painting when in reality it's pretty similar to the one that he posed for. Exactly. Yeah. What the fuck, Zig? Yeah. Esme isn't having it. You got a problem with the way Saad handled my female form, bucko? <laughs> the teacher tells Esme to apologize to the class as she covers the painting back up with a sheet. <laughs> which is so weird apologize to the class like 
So strange. (laughs) Degrassi has a policy on nudity that she disregarded, but Esme is not pleased. Zig got nude for Maya. Why can't she get nude for Sod? But Zig says that he didn't get naked for the painting and then realizes that she did for Sod. Esme is not backing down. Yes, you saw my nipples, but you also saw Zig's nipples. So what is the difference? Equal rights, motherfucker. (laughs) She can't get in trouble if Maya and Zig don't also get in trouble. The teacher agrees and gives them all attention, which is pretty fucking tame for titty pictures. So there's this kid in the background behind Zig who's like, oh, shit. No, <laughs> I noticed him, too. He reminded me of, like, Mookie, Arizona. Yes. Like, he had that long hair and was like, oh, oh no. He was, yeah, like, no. sipping the tea. just like, I'm here for this. Oh, what no. He was a primo background <laughs> actor. I was very pleased with him. He should really be a featured regular for sure. <laughs> Esme is now happy as the Naked clam she displayed to Sod. <laughs> she continues to stare down Zig and Maya. Uh, Esme just like, let's all get in trouble. Let's all go to detention. <laughs> she doesn't, like, she's like, oh, I'll be fine taking a consequence as long as everybody does. You're all going down with me. She's like, the whole class looked at it, therefore they should all get detention too. <laughs> Cut to the funnest time that anyone has ever had. <laughs> Lola and Yael are having the time of their life in this bouncy house. (laughs) Everyone's got supported titties and they never felt so free. (laughs) Fun Fest is in full swing. Lola asks about Yael's back pain, but she says she doesn't have any and she wants to bounce again. She wants to bounce the rest of the day. She's like, sign me up. Right? I haven't bounced in so long. Literally, (laughs) the moment these bazoombas grew in, it was like, I can't, I can't even jump rope. I can't do shit. The rest of the nerd squad arrives surprised that they've already been bouncing. How did you get to the front of the line so fast? Yael admits that some guy let her cut as she proudly puts her hands on her hips, chest out. She is showing off the girls. She is like, (laughs) I don't know why that happened as I display my titties loud and proud. Like, literally, this is the most low-cut shirt I've ever seen her in. Yeah. Like, she's constantly always, like, basically in a turtleneck. Mm -hmm. And now she got a new bra and she's like, ooh, baby. (laughs) Check me out. Yeah. VJ is the first to notice the development, (laughs) followed suit by all of the boys who are just outright staring at them titties. Oh my god. Lola asks about the cotton candy line and is distraught that it's about a 20 minute wait for it. But Boz, forever alone, is happy to give up his cotton candy for them. Sweet, sweet fun bags. (laughs) Yael is pleased at first, but then skeptical. Why is he being nice to her? Boz tries to explain without revealing the truth. Uh, we're going to line up for the bouncy house uh, while still staring at her boobs. <laughs> it's like, come on, contain yourself. Obvious. Like, <laughs> really? Like, the, there's no one else in school that has like a decent rack that they like, you know, they just have to stare. <laughs> they watched porn together. I know. And they're I acting know. like they've never seen well, like. I, I mean, maybe I'm just looking at the wrong porn, but I feel like a lot of porn has women with, like, very small boobs. Yeah. A lot of really skinny women. It depends on yeah. the, I guess it depends on the porn. Anywho. I feel like back in the day, it was back all about, the, like, mm. the implants and stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. Hunter stares at Boz. Um, I thought at some point he'd be like, dude, what the fuck? But he never does. He's kind of like... He's staring, like, too, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways... Boz starts to stammer as the boys all run off to circle jerk to Yael's tits. <laughs> Lola says, 
Told you that bra would change your life. But Yael doesn't want to think it's about her boobs. But girl, how did you miss that? <laughs> Boz couldn't stop staring at them. Yael passes off her now tainted cotton candy to Lola and grabs Hunter. She wants to get out of here. At first, Hunter's confused. But when she admits that she wants to just hang out, just the two of them, he's like, oh, yeah. Totally fine with that, Big Tits McGee. Oh, my God. Let's go. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it was just weird, the, her stance. Yeah, that she, she's like, very I don't, I don't know what you're doing. Like, girl, you don't stand like this. <laughs> no. She, like, literally. She was sticking them out. Just yeah. like, hey, guys. <laughs> she literally might have, like, she should have turned and, like, slapped one of them in the face, basically. Like, she just, <laughs> I don't know. She was very, very loud and proud about it. Right. Cut to detention time. No fun fest for these fuckers. <laughs> Zig grumbles about it being only the second day back and he's already in detention for something he didn't do. Esme is pissed because Maya didn't actually have to do the detention. Zig doesn't think she should blame Maya for this. Esme is the one that got naked for a guy for no reason. Zod adds that he didn't ask her to get naked, but Zod thinks he didn't stop her either. But like, let's be real. Okay, Esme does what Esme wants. So I like, know, yeah. There was no way Saad could have been like, oh. Yeah, it's very clear. It was very clear that Saad just like, it was like, fine. And people don't really turn Esme down. Like she's no, a powerful she let them. force. <laughs> right, no, exactly. Like there was, the only way he could have gotten out of that is if he just flucking, flucking, if he just flucking flat out. <laughs> theft he just fucking flat out left yeah that's the only way he would have gotten out of it so zig doubles down on the argument with esme why do you always get so crazy but esme doesn't understand how she is the crazy one when maya is the one that tried to kill herself zig defends her saying that she was sick but esme is really pissed and hurt she thinks maya is selfish for trying to kill herself on the school grounds where esme who is clearly already traumatized by her mother's suicide had to find her mm. she then pushes further saying that maybe she should just kill herself too since she can't get the image of maya's limp body out of her head and suicide Oof. runs in her family anyways <laughs> Oof, yeah, yeah it's a lot to unpack she tries to make a run for it, but just then, a teacher finally walks in to watch over the detention, and Esme sits back down. She starts to break down. Ugh. Yeah, that is rough. Like, I should just kill myself too. Like, bitch, I know you're hurting, but god damn it. Like, their friend just tried. You can't pull, like, that's, that's. I know. Something that, like, people, manipulative people right. pull all the time, and it's, like, it's so bad. Like, you yeah. can't threaten shit like that. Oh my God. Right. It's really interesting because I feel like Esme's been probably in and out of therapy. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting that like it doesn't seem as though she's learned anything and no. she just like doubles the fuck down on all this shit. Yeah. She, cause she just, just doesn't know how to deal with any of this productively. She definitely needs a better therapist. For sure. I wonder if she's like someone who like, Goes but doesn't really take advantage of it. Like, mm. you know, doesn't tell the therapist what's actually going on and like doesn't really take it seriously. Takes a nap when she goes there. <laughs> yeah. Man, I mean, I would have to assume because it doesn't seem as though she's therapied anything. <laughs> mm. No, she has the most toxic ways of dealing with everything. The show. Maya, who ain't at that fucking detention, is chilling in the guidance counselor's office, just staring at Miss Grell until she notices the fruit snacks. Miss Grell offers her some, and Maya notes that they're her favorite. 
then that she probably already knew that because her and her mom have been talking. So it's clear that her mom was like, get them fruit fruit to go. <laughs> I know. Why didn't her mom offer those fruit to goes when she was like going over the mental health book? Uh, Clearly I, it's her weakness. She must. Well, I, I think she just never got to the part where it was like, and get their favorite snack to make them more comfortable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She hadn't gotten that far in the book yet. She was just on like chapter one. Yeah. And like the uh, fruit snacks don't come in until like chapter five. So <laughs> that's probably what it is. Miss Grell admits that she just wanted to help ease Maya back into school with these snacks. <laughs> and anytime Maya wants to come and chat and eat fruit snacks, come on down. Because she's got a whole fucking box. They went to Costco. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maya is flattered, though. But it's weird getting used to the special treatment. Besides not having to do the detention, her friends are all going above and beyond for her. It seems like everyone has feelings about her coming back. Worry and guilt. She feels like she owes everyone an apology, but Miss Grell thinks that they're just happy that she's alive. Maya is also happy that she's alive. Everything that happened the last semester feels like it happened to a completely different person, but that may be a good thing. Miss Grell tells Maya about her sister who struggles with depression, and she sees it as like a veil that comes between her and the rest of the world. Maya totally relates and also seems a bit worried that perhaps Miss Grill's sister killed herself. Yeah. She's like, oh, I don't know if I should ask about this. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> but Miss Grill says that she's doing great and has been for years or a long time, I think is what she said. Not quite years, but mm-hmm. that could be a long time. Maya admits that when she feels herself slipping, she tries to think about all the good things in her life, including going to college like SoCal art. Miss Grill thinks they would be lucky to have her. Maya asks if she can go to the fun fair since it's basically a fair in her honor. Miss Grell is like, duh, girl, go have some (laughs) non-triggering fun. So I think she actually said dipping when she finds herself dipping. Oh, oh, okay. And me and Johnny were like, dipping? Like tobacco? Yeah, well, yeah, we were like, what? And Johnny goes, is she packing lippers and doing art? I'm like packing lippers. He's like, that's Is what that they call it. That's what they call it, apparently. That's what they call it. Packing, packing lippers. lippers. <laughs> I was like, I'm quoting you on that one. <laughs> um, I'm going to call it titties lippers. <laughs> oh, no. I hate that. Yo, I can't believe you're going to pack them lippers in that bra. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that a lot. <laughs> she packing lippers and doing art. <laughs> <laughs> I have never heard that phrase before. Oh my god. White trash people are fucking wow. Have you ever tried dip? dip? No. Yeah. I I tried it like one time oh. it was foul. I was going to say. I was drunk. I mean I, I was no at the I, bar. I, but like <laughs> do you get cuz I mean I've I've smoked, you know, a handful of cigarettes here and there in my day. Mm-hmm. Generally when I'm drunk and like I'm one on one with a person that's smoking a cigarette, I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me one too. That was always the reason I would smoke cigarettes because like it was like everybody who was having good conversations were out on the porch smoking and I'm like, oh, I'm drunk. I'll take one of those. Right. Luckily, it never like caught me. Like I never got like addicted to it. I was just like, I'll smoke at parties sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say like, so this past weekend, I went to a fun Airbnb with a couple of friends just to get away from the city mm-hmm. and go swimming because it had a pool because um, one of my friends has a real job and could afford it. <laughs> and so we like one of the nights it was just me and her and she like was venting about some stuff and she was like, I need to smoke a cigarette. And I was like, can I have a cigarette? And she was like, what, really? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, okay. 
And so we're smoking cigarettes and she's just like, so Carly, remember that when you wake up tomorrow morning, <laughs> you're going to think you have COVID and you don't have COVID. <laughs> yeah. You just smoked a cigarette the night before. Oh my God. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and remind myself that. And sure as shit, the next morning I woke up and I was like, oh no, oh no, it's got me. And I was like, oh wait, I smoked a cigarette last night. Everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine, everybody. Calm down. Okay, oh great. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I think I I tried dip. I remember specifically one time, and it was like menthol. It was fucking disgusting. Oh, weird. And I just remember like they're like, whatever you do, don't swallow. And then I got wicked paranoid. You're not supposed to swallow. Like it fucks you up. If yeah, you, you're Ew. supposed. That's why they spit. Ew. Yeah, it's all. And good. I just like I had I tried it for like. 30 seconds I was like fuck this <laughs> this is crazy. yeah I was gonna say like what's the point like do you don't I mean like I feel like at least when you smoke a cigarette you like when you're not a smoker you get a little like head rush but like you probably do I, I, I would assume the nicotine in it gives oh, you a head yeah. rush but I mean whatever it is I did not want to do it because I was paranoid of swallowing and then getting really sick so I feel like you swallow and you like puke or something oh Remember our grandfather, Grampy Mac, used to chew tobacco? I don't remember that, no. You don't remember that? No. no I remember he used he used to, well, maybe he didn't do it, for, maybe he quit at some point, but like, yeah. I, cause I remember seeing like little cans and thinking Ugh. that like all little cans, like Grampy like liked little cans for some reason. <laughs> I don't feel like I ever saw him chew tobacco, but I feel right. like I just always would see him have it, but. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. all I can think of right now is like, I put my hand up on your hip. When I pack a lipper, you pack a lipper, we pack a lipper. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. It's like, I always expect it to taste like beef jerky. Because <laughs> it looks like beef jerky. There's what like, a disappointment. There's like a type of beef jerky that comes in a little, you know, circular yeah. shaped can. Oh, that's supposed to look And it like was that. really good. It was delicious. You know, isn't it crazy to think about like Big League Chew? Yeah. It's bubblegum that's supposed to be imitating fucking tobacco. I mean, I loved candy cigarettes. Dude, I fucking love candy cigarettes too. We would in, we would have them constantly in drama class and we'd just sit there and pretend to smoke in like every scene with our candy cigarettes. <laughs> we were obsessed with them. Oh my God. <laughs> I remember the first time that like... I was gonna, well, the first time I went trick-or-treating as an adult um, because I'm short and just blended in with the other 13-year-olds I was babysitting. And I got like in my bag of candy, candy sticks. And I was like, don't fucking play with me. These are candy cigarettes and you're calling them candy sticks. Right. Like they're anything but fucking candy cigarettes. <laughs> fucking candy sticks my ass. Get oh out of here. I used to also pretend to smoke with those really thin pretzels. Okay. <laughs> I just really like to pretend to smoke. Right. No, no, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> I, I like what? the inhaling and exhaling motion, oh, yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah. want the actual smoke. Right. <laughs> Maybe I should start bringing candy cigarettes to the bar and parties oh, yeah. and just be like, yep, I'm that hanging actually, out on the smoking porch. <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. I wish you would. Oh my God. What are those even? I mean, I know it's just sugar, but like what? They're a totally different consistency yeah. than like any other candy. Like maybe close to like Necco wafers, yeah. but like even still not. I don't know. No clue, but they were they were kind of tasty. I don't know. And can you make edibles that <laughs> are in the shape of a candy cigarette so that when you eat it, mm. you get high? Maybe. They make like edible gummy bears and stuff. I'm saying. <laughs> so... Anyways, I'm going to look into this. I'm going to talk to some people who make edibles and be like, can you make me a fake candy cigarette? Anywho. <laughs> oh, boy. Back to the fun fair. Woo! Grace is getting cotton candy 
and overhears Frankie talking to Lola about how Jonah said hi to her that morning. Lola, Lola insists <laughs> that they broke up six weeks ago. There it is. Yeah. But Frankie thinks the spark is still there. Both she and Grace make eyes at Jonah, who was running the gladiator bouncy game. I don't know what you would call this. I'm not. I was trying to figure it out, and I and I was like, Johnny, what is this call? What is this call? And I'm like, Carly's hosting. She could deal with that. <laughs> she could fucking figure it out. <laughs> I didn't Google it. Yeah, this wasn't no, um, what was that thing? Snake escape. <laughs> snake, <laughs> snake escape grab. Yeah, yeah, I didn't go on a snake escape uh, fucking hunt to figure out what this was. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, a fucking gladiator game. Yeah, gladiator popped in my mind, but I didn't know what to call it. Coliseum? Maybe. It reminded me of like American mm. Gladiator. That Yeah. Because I think they did it on that show. But anyways. Yeah. Frankie thinks he wants to get back together. Grace looks pissed. <laughs> Jonah is looking for volunteers to try this game where you hit someone with an inflated rod, if you will. Again, I not remember <laughs> the name of it. Grace gladly volunteers to hit Jonah. She rushes up, grabs the rod, and pushes him off the pedestal. Whoa. Chill, Grace. This is for fun. She continues the beatdown and tells him that nothing about this is fun. <laughs> Jonah is V confused. This happens to him a lot with women. Oh, He's yeah. Like, what the fuck is happening? He's such a dumbass. Grace tells him that Frankie thinks they're getting back together. But so what? They're not because he doesn't want to be with her. Grace says that he does care if Frankie is happy. But who cares if Grace is happy, right? <laughs> Jonah admits that it's complicated because he fell for her when he was with another girl. Oh, so did he like Grace all along then? Is that what it is, apparently? Yeah. I know. When he said that, I'm like, wait, but you swore you didn't. Right, uh. right, 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 right. So Frankie wasn't crazy, and Jonah <sighs> is, in fact, a gaslighter. That's all Jonah's I the worst. Part of me was, like, happy for Grace. Like, she had, like, a love interest. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, no, Grace, you can do better. Fuck <sighs> Jonah. Like, yeah. he's the worst. But Grace wants to know how long they're going to sneak around for. A month till prom until, until I, I die. die. <laughs> She's always using the death card. Just throw that out there. I know. Everything, if, if ever she like needs to get a one up on someone, she's like, I'm going to die. Yeah. I mean, bitch, we're all going to die. You're just going to do it sooner. What? <laughs> yeah. No, but the way she's until I die. Yeah. Like, I don't know. She said it's so fucking weird. It was hilarious. It was. Yeah, it was really fucking crazy. She doesn't want to be his moped. Jonah promises her that it's not like that. But Grace thinks that promises are for suckers and storms off. Jonah is like, what the fuck? Can I get a not crazy girlfriend? <laughs> so Jonah just knew what a moped was. He sure did. He needed to look it up. <laughs> He's a Urban Dictionary mm, genius. Yeah. He reads it every day. <laughs> like, Jonah is definitely at home being, just using WAP left and right yeah. because he's like, I know it's a wet-ass pussy. Like, I read Urban Dictionary's word of the day. <laughs> she may be a moped, but she got that WAP. <laughs> Snap back to detention. Oh, there goes. Anyways, no. Back to detention. <laughs> the teacher steps out for a minute because, of course, she does. And Zig <laughs> takes a seat next to Esme. He wants to make sure Esme isn't seriously thinking about killing herself. Esme regurgitates his own words back to him. Who knows? I'm crazy, right? <laughs> Zig realizes the weight of his words and apologizes for saying that. But maybe he's right. Because ever since she found Maya, she can't stop thinking about how she looked the same way that her mom did when she found her. And she's been having nightmares again. Zig had no idea. But Esme thinks that's because all he's been doing now is hanging out with Maya. Zig is also feeling a lot of emotions about everything and admits that he thinks it's his fault that Maya tried to kill herself. He kept pushing her away. And what if she didn't make it? But Esme says that they saved her life. 
But if she didn't make it, it would have been on Sod. <laughs> oh, Esme, always yeah. quick to escalate. This is her new scheme. Mm-hmm. Always scheming. Just like a white woman. <laughs> Zig has no idea what she's talking about, but Esme goes on to reveal what Sod had told her the night at her apartment. He saw Maya before she killed herself, and he opened the door to the roof. Basically gave her an invitation in Esme's eyes. Zig starts to put it all together. He also took those creepy photos of her. Mm. Esme convinces Zig that if anyone should have done something, it should have been him. But he just let her get sicker and sicker. She thinks he knew something was wrong with her, but he didn't stop her. Esme just continues her deflection. Maya would probably literally have no issues whatsoever if Saad hadn't come around and befriended her when all of her other friends wanted nothing to do with her. Yeah. Zig looks pissed. So it's kind of dumb that she's like, it's all Saad's fault. He let her onto the roof. Like, she didn't OD because she got on the roof. Right. She OD because she took pills in the bus. I know. Saad, I mean, Saad, I think, should have seen her and been like, Yo, are you okay? Like, are you drunk or something? Right. Like, that's, I would have assumed she was, like, drunk the way she was acting. I feel like he should have noticed something was up, but, like, it was none of it was his fault. The roof really no. had nothing to do with it. And how was that door on the ground level of, like, the front of the school, the door to the roof? <sighs> A direct staircase up to the roof. <laughs> it was, this is, like, this one door is only to the roof. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And also, like... Literally, all Saad said that night when he said he opened the door for her, he was like, I should have stopped her. I wish right. I had done something. Like, why didn't I do it? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so clearly he feels remorse about what happened. But Esme's not sharing that part. No. she's <laughs> crazy Esme. Anyways, back to fun fair, fun fair, fun fair. <laughs> Except Grace doesn't look like she's having any fun. Jonah grabs a mic and gets everyone's attention. He starts a joke about being prepared if he was a better musician, but when all else fails, improv. (laughs) Jonah begins singing a terrible song about this girl who he likes so much that it's a dark cloud, blah, blah, blah. It's such a rude song. He's like, he's totally negging her. Yeah. I I feel like he heard about the infamous Craig singing to Ashley. He's like, I got an idea. I got it. That just like carried out around the school people like listen if you're a musician and your girlfriend is bad just sing a song about her yo like you can fucking straight up cheat on her and like just sing her a song she'll love it she'll got that wop for you man like don't even worry about it (laughs) but yeah no the song was shitty it was really mean (laughs) like she sucks but i really like her i mean she's a fucking weirdo but i like her (laughs) yes grace is embarrassed at first But he finishes his lame song and unzips his sweatshirt to reveal a t-shirt that says, I'm with Grace. (laughs) Nice shirt, shit for brains. That's what I wrote. (laughs) But he doubles down and uses her government name to publicly ask if she will be his totally out-in-the-open girlfriend. Grace sighs, but yes. And they kiss in front of everyone. But if he ever does this again, he's a dead man. Frankie watches from afar, devastated. Mm-hmm. And Shay is not anywhere to be found. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a long practice. <laughs> she does a really long, but like shit. <laughs> yeah, I hated that scene. Yeah, it was pretty cringy. I hate Jonah. Yeah. He's the worst. Craig is a better musician by far. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And a dreamier man. That's all. Oh, yeah. be still my beating heart i know (laughs) all of our beating hearts man (laughs) i wish craig i wish that actor would like also come back and play 
a character like Joe Goldberg and you. Like a teacher. <laughs> yeah, oh, like God. I feel like he'd be a really good creep, but a sexy creep. Yeah. He did pretty well on those Lifetime Christmas movies. Oh, that's right. He did, didn't he? Oh, good for him. I I watched them specifically because he was on it. And then I started watching a shit ton of them. And I'm like, oh, God, what am I doing with my life? Yael is back at the bra store ready to make a return. The saleswoman is bringing her sports bras in hopes that it'll be closer to what she's looking for. But Yael is hoping for something that will make her boobs disappear completely. She says it as a joke, but the saleswoman reveals that they do have binders and shows one to Yael, who agrees to try one. She puts it on and feels how flat her chest is. She stares at herself in the mirror, overcome with joy, as if this is the first time she's really seeing her true self. She looks like she's gonna cry. Like, she is just so yeah. moved by it. It was so beautiful. I was like, oh, Yael. Now, Aww. Yael can act. Right, Yael can act. <laughs> that was some fun. I was, I know, I was like, I'm feeling it That was it some right good now. face work. It fucking was. Grace. <laughs> yep, it fucking was for sure. The final scene. Saad is taking pictures of dead birds <laughs> in front of Degrassi. I didn't notice the dead birds, but Jesse mentioned it. I thought it was yeah. just a fucking bird the nest. I couldn't think of the word. I'm pretty sure it was a dead bird. It probably was. It probably, I saw the nest. I didn't see the dead bird. I feel like if you're going to do dead bird photography, you do that like in private, not in front you, of the school for everyone to see. Why are you silencing his art, Jesse? Okay. If he wants to take pictures of nipples and shit, let him do it. <laughs> Zig is coming out of the school, basically like a Verizon commercial. Like, can you hear me now? <laughs> can you hear me now? Like, who is he talking to? I don't know. He notices Saad, and he approaches to ask him if he even feels bad, because he could have stopped her. Saad wants Zig to leave him alone, but Zig won't until he promises to stay away from both Maya and Esme. Saad asks why would he want anything to do with his crazy girlfriend. Zig finally starts defending her and says she's not crazy. But Saad <laughs> is doubling down. He thinks Esme is seriously messed up and wants to know how many other guys she's gotten naked for while they were together. Ooh. This is the last straw. Zig grabs Saad's <laughs> camera. They struggle over it and it breaks in Zig's hands before dropping to the ground. Saad is irate. And punches Zig right in the kisser, knocking Zig the <laughs> fuck down. Oh Zig is absolutely shook to his core. <laughs> Who would have thought that Saad so... had that in him? Right? Saad is actually super tough. Like, yeah. Like, Zig has those big guns and Saad, like, takes him down in one punch. Dude. <laughs> Yeah, you know Zig was like, excuse me? What just he, happened? He like comes up and is just like, what? Literally, I feel like he's going to be missing teeth and shit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he just, ugh. If there was like a slow-mo reaction to it, Zig's face would have been like, <laughs> Yeah. I'd love a slow-mo. <laughs> me too. Wow, I didn't even give it, Um, that was the last scene. I didn't give it chef's kisses because I think, I don't even, damn. How many chef's kisses did you get? I want you to influence me. So. Uh-oh. I, I'm always really bad at this. I gave it four out of five chef's kisses. I always want to give too many chef's kisses. I know. I, I'm having a real hard time deciding what every week. I'm just like, I don't know. What did I think, actually? Like, so I really like where Yael's arc is going. And, like, the friendship with Lola. Like, mm-hmm. Lola is cracking me up, just, like, staring, like, dreamily. Just like, oh. Yep. <laughs> Lola loves the friendship. She does. Esme gets pretty wild, mm-hmm. but I might dock a couple points for that horrible song. <laughs> that song made me angry. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go. So, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Four Chef's Kisses, 
for fun bags. Fat bags? What are they called? Fat bags? Fat, fat sacks. Fat sacks? There we go. Four <laughs> My four, fat sacks. Four chef's kisses for fat sacks alone. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've totally learned what I'm going to call them now. Fat sacks. Yeah, my fat sacks. Macaroni in a pot. <laughs> That's some fat sacks pussy. What? That didn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm going to be a Jesse Mac with a fat sacks. Ooh, shit. <laughs> That's my new band name. Whoa. <laughs> That's her family band. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesse Mac with the fat sacks. Her and, and, me, the and me and Bethany are the fat sacks. <laughs> Uh, oh, no. Your first hit is called Packin' Lippers. <laughs> uh. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was dying. All right. Well, uh, that was about it. What are we uh, doing next week? Season four, episode two, hashtag get money. Ooh. All right. Mm, sounds promising. We'll see what that is. I can't wait. All right. So do you have any social media to plug? Yeah, sure. You can follow me across the board at Carly Joe Gear. Across the board. It's just everywhere. Just Google me. <laughs> you'll find me. It's fine. I exist. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jesse, which is J-E-S-S-A-Y. Or on Instagram, which is Monday Night Rar, R-A-W-R. Do you think I still need to spell that out? Everyone's like, fucking stop. I know how to spell. No, I don't yeah. know. Well, because you know. I mean, anyone, if we got some new listeners, they'd be like, what? Hey, guys, why don't you um, <laughs> like and subscribe to our podcast, give us five stars, and then write a review telling us if you think that Jesse needs to keep spelling Rar, <laughs> W-A-R-W. Wait, nope, that's not it. W A W R? Yeah. No? W yeah, no, W A W R. Rar. R A W R. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, wow. 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 Damn it. I, well, clearly you need to keep spelling it because I can't even fucking yeah. spell it. So hopefully I spelled it right. But tell us. <laughs> tell, us in, tell us in the review. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah. Because you, if you give us a review, we'll like it. <laughs> and um, you can follow us across social media at a social disease. Thanks for listening, everybody. I love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And once again, we're your hosts, Jesse Mack. And Carly Joe Gear. And this has been a social disease podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>